The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. The Summer of Lindas continues this week with a recent client. Most of the time, I have to reach way, way back into the mental archives and think of a Linda story to share with you. It's almost like I didn't realize that in 10 years, I would have a podcast and I'd want to share all their stories. I wish I could go back in time and keep a journal of everyone, but luckily, I've got a pretty good memory and their stories live on. This week, though, I decided to share Linda, who is still fresh in my mind. And this time, I know she's listening because she listens every single week. So, hey, girl, I hope that you are enjoying your walk, taking a break from the craziness of life. And I just want to thank you for helping thousands of women through your story. Let's dive in. Linda reached out to us a few months ago through email with a style question. More often than not, the questions we get are too in-depth to answer easily through email, but they're too specific to one person to be able to turn into a whole podcast episode. When that happens, we suggest a class or a guide that might help or a session with me, which is what we suggested to this Linda. A lot of women aren't ready to really invest and dive into problem solving, but this Linda was up for it. She answered a few questions and she sent us lots of pictures, which is usually great because it helps me see what's going on before we meet. That way we don't have to spend a lot of time diagnosing the problem. We can spend our time together fixing the problem. So like I said, usually pictures are super helpful, but in this case they weren't. And the reason they weren't was that Linda looked great. She had great style that I discovered matched her personality perfectly. And her clothes were overall really flattering. Were there things I would tweak? Yes, of course. But I felt like I had to really look to find them. The issues weren't glaringly obvious. It almost felt like I was nitpicking, which is not something that I like to do. You know, if you've listened to the show for a while, that my style or my philosophy is really like, let's shoot for 85 to 90% great, right? Because I don't want someone to search for 100% perfection, which is almost impossible to find and end up in this very limiting style box where it's all about the rules and not about the joy. So I felt like I was nitpicking at Linda and I don't like that. But I honestly couldn't figure out what she was struggling with so much. So we did have to spend some of our time together in that diagnostic phase. 
Overall, her challenge was that she just didn't feel like her clothes were working for her. She felt like everything was just a little off, yep, but she couldn't figure out what to fix. I asked some questions to get insight to her life and her lifestyle, and then I asked about body changes. This is a really important question for me as a stylist because what I found is that sometimes, as women, we have minor to moderate body changes that cause major shifts in how we feel about ourselves and our perceptions about what we can or can't, should or shouldn't wear. You know, sometimes you might go up a size, maybe you don't even go up a size, but your clothes are a little bit snug. And all of a sudden you feel like you have to dress in a totally different way, which actually isn't the case, but that is something that a lot of women struggle with. Linda told me that, yes, she had a little bit more fluff in the midsection than she used to, which, yep, life, it happens. I get it. She also told me that she did our Body Shape Masterclass. And through my advice, she thought she was a pear, but she'd worked with another stylist who told her that she was an apple. And she wasn't quite sure what or who to believe, the battle of the experts, if you will. Now, I knew Linda's body was a pair because she told me that she wears a bigger size on bottom than she does on top, and the body parts that she liked and disliked most were consistent with what pairs like and dislike most. The other reason that I knew she was a pair is that I have eyes, plain and simple. I could see that her top half was smaller than her bottom half. I don't really care about anything else. That makes the pair advice the best starting point. Now, did we have to tweak it a little bit to, you know, kind of camouflage the midsection that she didn't love? Yep. But we always start with that basic body type. But I asked her, what made her say that you're an apple? And Linda told me that because she has a bit of a tummy, the stylist said that made her an apple. So she got advice that included lots of flowy tops and for some reason, a certain shape of hoop earring. No, no, no other stylist. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Immediately, I understood why Linda was struggling. First, she got advice for a body shape that was completely opposite from what she really was. And second, she got conflicting advice from me. So I can see where that would leave someone confused. For the rest of the session, we spent time deconstructing the information she'd gotten before, sort of reframing it, and then getting the advice more in line with her actual shape. She had learned a ton from the body shape class, but she wasn't ready to trust it because it went against what she'd been told before. In the end, my advice to her was to take what she'd learned and put it into practice. She ordered a few pieces and she was waiting to see if they worked for her or not, which they absolutely did. They were perfect. She sent more pictures to follow up and I was thrilled that she still looked like her stylish self, but she'd made those little tweaks from the first round of pictures, like less flowy tops and more emphasis on her shoulders. And she looked absolutely amazing. And you know what? It showed in her confidence. I am thrilled that Linda found the information she needed to get her wardrobe in alignment with how she felt because that's really where the magic happens. All right. There are quite a few things I'd like you to take away from my time with this Linda. First, if you value feeling good about the way you look, you owe it to yourself to invest in the knowledge of how to get there. One thing that really impressed me about Linda 
is that she valued this enough to invest in professional advice. And when that didn't help, when her problem wasn't solved, she found another solution. She didn't give up because it was important to her to feel good about how she felt in her clothes. So many women say it's important, but they stop short of actually putting in the effort to learn how to do it. Then they continue to be frustrated and not feel confident instead of just investing in a solution. The second thing I want you to take away from this lesson from Linda is the idea that your body shape is not one measurement. If you go all the way back to episode two of this podcast, which we will link to in the show notes, it's body shape basics or body type basics. You will learn that one of my guiding principles is that body types are not one measurement. Women will often say something like, my hips are big. And I'll say, well, big compared to what? Compared to your 15-year-old daughter, your best friend, or your bust? Your bust is the only thing that tells me, as a person who wants to dress you well, if you have big hips or not, because we're comparing them to the rest of your body. We're putting it in perspective. And that's what a body shape is. It's just a set of proportions. The first stylist Linda worked with looked at one measurement and decided that was all she needed to know to make her recommendations. And it led to more confusion because she didn't have the full picture. You have to understand your body shape, your unique body shape, without giving it a label to be able to dress it best. That's what we teach in Dress Your Body Shape Like a Pro. We teach you how to look at your unique body and understand your unique proportions. And from there, where to put lines, color, volume, pattern, all those things to create or maintain balance or to create, maintain, or enhance curves. There's a lot more that goes into it than just, well, you've got a bigger midsection than you'd like, so therefore you're an apple. I have a feeling if we asked every woman if her midsection was bigger than she'd like, we'd have like 90% apples in the world, which just isn't the case. The simplicity and the flat out wrongness of that thinking really irritates me. That one measurement is all you need to know because it's not. And it's very, very limiting for most women. Which brings me to my next takeaway. The quality of service or of advice that you get from anyone, I don't care if it's a wardrobe stylist, a makeup artist, a hair person, a therapist, whatever, the quality of advice you get from anyone is only as good as the giver's wisdom. Let me give you an example. One time I had my makeup done for a photo shoot and the makeup artist kept going on about my blue eyes and cool skin. Okay, that's great, except I don't have blue eyes or cool skin. My eyes are green and my skin is warm, which makes a big difference in the colors you would choose to, to use. I kept calling her out on it and she kept telling me that I was just wrong, that I had blue eyes. It was the only contentious makeup application I've ever had. It was such a weird situation. But when I look at those photos, I hate them. I don't look like me. Everything is just a little bit off and I can't stand using them. Now, I'm not saying that colorblind people shouldn't be makeup artists, but also maybe colorblind people shouldn't be makeup artists because they can't give good advice that way. But also, over the years, I've learned to do a little check before paying makeup artists. I don't go in blind anymore, no pun intended. I ask, what colors do you think would look best on me? I also ask about training and experience. Not that everyone who has training or experience is 
great. We all know that, but it certainly helps. So ask questions. If you're getting styling or body shape advice, ask questions like, what features on my body would you highlight? And if they respond with your favorite features, they're on the right track. Or what necklines do you think would be best? If they answer with the neckline you tend to buy over and over, you're probably on the same page. Here's why that works. And it's my fourth takeaway from this, Linda. Learn to trust your gut. It has been my experience that 99% of women can tell when something looks good on them. There's a look they get when they face the mirror. Their posture improves, they light up a little, and maybe even smile. Knowing if something looks good on you isn't what the majority of women are struggling with. It's knowing how to get there consistently and easily. Linda is the perfect example of this. She had an expert tell her how to dress her best, but her gut was telling her something wasn't right. She wasn't getting all the, heck yeah, I look amazing feels when she looked in a mirror. So she knew there was a disconnect somewhere. It even showed in the first round of pictures that she sent. So many of the photos she sent were on point because she was able to buy clothes by looking in the mirror and seeing which one she felt good in. But she was struggling with how to get there. And what was it about these clothes that gave her those, heck yeah, I am fabulous feels. And that's what we're going for consistently and easily. My last takeaway from this, Linda, is that you have to take the knowledge you learn and put it into practice, or it's absolutely worthless. I was listening to a podcast last week, and it was on mindset, and the host said, stop what you're doing and think about what changes you want to make based on what you heard today. We have so much information coming at us from all sides about every aspect of life that it's really easy just to take it all in and think, wow, that's life-changing, and then do absolutely nothing with it. I'm guilty of that. Are you? But what I told Linda is that she had to take her body shape class knowledge out for a walk. I say that to a lot of my clients who tell me all the things they know, but they aren't doing. I say, just take it out for a walk, meaning do something with it. Try, put it into practice. Don't just leave it in your head where it doesn't help you. So now I'm going to give you that opportunity. Take a few seconds and ask yourself what you're going to do differently based on the information you heard today. What are you going to take out for a walk? If you got nothing new today, that's okay. What's something you've heard on this show that has stuck in your head, but you haven't put into practice? Take that concept out for a walk this week. One little thing. It doesn't have to be earth shattering, but if you thought, oh, I should buy shorts that aren't too big. Okay, go try on some shorts that aren't too big. If you've thought, oh, I should maybe use some more color in my wardrobe. You know what? This week, make one colorful outfit, but do something with the knowledge you've learned that is sticking in your head that you think, oh, I should do that. Actually do it. All right. That is all I've got for you today. But I want to thank this Linda one more time. And I also want to let her know that she is the reason that I rekindled plans for the Everyday Style Network, our stylist training and certification program. I want women to get good advice. No, I want them to get great advice. And I want them to be served by women who understand the whole picture. So we're going to create a whole army of really talented, really well-educated stylists who can change the lives and confidence of 
countless women all over this world. So if you are interested in joining the training program that's starting this fall, head to the show notes for more info. And Linda, again, thank you. And so many women have you to thank for relaunching this program this year. All right, that's it. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.